The following podcast is a Live the Dream Media production. Hi friends, welcome to episode four of Skinology Sessions. We have a special guest today and she is a mama, a personal stylist, a breast cancer survivor, uh, Miss Ruby Ventura. Hi, good morning guys. Thank you for having me. Good, good morning. morning. I was trying to think Ruby about when you and I met. It was a brunch event at Hacienda del Sol. It was. And you were wearing this like amazing yellow dress. And I think Alex introduced us. Yes. And that was um, years ago. It was. And we took pictures right away. We took pictures right away like we had known each other forever. Yeah, I and know. I think this is one of the few times that we've actually hung out. But you and I always kind of chat. Yes. On Instagram, we always like message each other. And when all that stuff happened at your farm, I was like so worried about your sheep. Oh, I you know. know. It was like a whole thing. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for being on board. Thank you for having me. And I'm Arielle, and I'm here with... I'm Aliana. And I'm Selena. And I'm Nereida. And today we're just going to talk about all things fashion. And I know, Ruby, you just got back from Vegas. So tell us about your trip. Well, Vegas is always fun. Um, I had never gone to Vegas before having kids. I went once, but I was like underage. Um, and then as a mom, I just didn't know if it'd be a good idea to take my kids. But it's actually the funnest thing ever. It like, is. I just don't know if I can go back without my kids. Um, like, all of our favorite restaurants that we usually go to in New York or California, they're, like, all there in one place. Um, they have beautiful hotels with amazing pools. They have a lot of things for kids that you wouldn't even think of like they have museums we t we took them to the circus um the aquarium to visit the the lions at the mirage and then meet the dolphins so there's a lot to do with kids and so like we just have the best time yeah. and this trip was all about food it was like for my birthday so it was mostly about food and they loved it cool happy, happy belated, belated birthday, birthday. thank yeah. you <laughs> where did you guys stay at the Resorts World, so it's this new uh, like hotel, and it's three towers. So they have the Hilton, the Conrad, and another one. And we stayed at the Conrad, and I recommend it because it's new. There's so much food there, and it's just like really pretty. And it was it has a lot of pools too for the kids, so it was really nice. Very cool, awesome. So let's get into it. Um, one of the questions actually that we had for you was if you have any tips on traveling with the kids? I think all kids are different and my kids, they do act up sometimes, but I always tell my friends, like you have to be patient when traveling with your kids and realize that it's gonna be mostly about them and not so much about you. So they're gonna get tired, they're gonna get hungry, they're gonna wanna do things that they wanna do, not so much you. So when you have that mentality that you're going but you have kids and you are most likely going to have to change your schedule around them, then everything's going to be fine. You know, you just have to be patient. But I started traveling with my kids since they were weeks old. 
we've always traveled. So my kids are very good at, at like road, like long road trips, being in stores and just waiting for me while I shop and sitting down at a nice restaurant and not using their electronics. Like it has to do a lot with how you parent them. And the earlier, the better. It really does help. Absolutely. I agree. <clears throat> and do you think having kids, like the moment you have kids, your entire life changes, right? It does. It's not just like vacations. It's literally like your everyday life. It does. It's completely different. Cool. And we were wondering, um, being a stylist in Arizona, what is it like? Um, it's fun. It, it is a lot of fun. And the thing is, um, right now, I only have, I'm only working with five uh, clients, five women. Before that, I was working with a lot more people. But ever since COVID, um, I did stop and I stopped going to homes. And then we took, like, I started taking over our actual businesses in Mexico. So I kind of slowed down things. But when I first started as a stylist, it was a little hard because people in Arizona are not like people in New York or or California where like it's bigger, it's more known for fashion. Yeah. So in Arizona, it's like, well, I don't need a stylist, you know. But having a stylist is an, an investment in yourself. And it's not just when people think of a stylist, they think, oh, like fashion stylist. But no, it's just about an image consult, like teaching you how to dress for your body teaching you what colors work for you. Or I know there's ladies that only wear like certain colors and they don't want to step out of their comfort zone. So I'll teach them like how to play with colors and then eventually they stop wearing all black or they stop wearing all white, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and then it really helped having friends in stores. So like at Saks, at Nordstrom and Phoenix, because then when I started as a stylist, they helped me. They would let me go into the store and style the mannequins and then from there, like, word got out, like, oh, you know, she's a good stylist, call her over. And then I started styling people from the actual stores. And then it went on to clients. And so now every time I need something, I just go to them. I tell them what I'm looking for, and I'll drive to Phoenix, and they'll have all the clothes ready for me. And then I just pick from, this, like, the racks, and then I send it to my clients. Or we FaceTime. Now, ever since COVID, we do a lot of FaceTime meetings. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun because I love fashion and I love making women feel confident. So you travel a lot from Tucson to Phoenix yes. for this? Yes, a lot. Actually, all of it is in Phoenix because the stores here in Tucson are so limited. So when I don't, I don't shop here in Phoenix for my clients, it's all online. And what I do is like I'll do mood boards for them. But first I have to like ask them a bunch of questions about themselves so I can get to know them. Then I'll do a mood board and I will lay out all these outfits for them. Then sometimes clients only need uh, shopping links. So I'll send them the shopping links of all the items I chose for them. If not, then I, um, I have their card information because that's how it works. And I order the clothes. I send it to their home. Then we go over the clothes together at their home. We put the outfits together. We organize their closet. We get rid of things that I think they don't need in their closet. Um... And if not, we do FaceTime to style through FaceTime. That was something we were going to ask to what a typical day looks like for you and your styling. Well, in the morning, I mean, 
right now it's different because my typical day is like we're remodeling our home here so i have people at my home really early in the morning and i don't like it but it's like it has to be done and um we have the majority of our businesses are in mexico and this year i really stepped up and i'm very involved with our business where before we would just have everyone else take care of them for us so like because we don't live there but now we're so involved that I'm on top of everything like I make calls emails um, we drive down to Mexico every week and so that's basically what's going on in my life right now styling is so much easier because I'm doing everything mostly um, through the phone remotely online. yes mm -hmm. so but when I wasn't it was um, getting the clients clothes ready especially if they have an event and getting everything steamed and ready for them taking it over to their house putting the outfits together taking pictures so that they have these pictures to look back on so like if you buy if I would buy one shirt for this client and four pairs of like bottoms and then three belts or you know other accessories then I would put all these outfits together take pictures and then she would have it so that when she wants to dress herself, she just looks back on the outfits. Um, I was doing personal shopping when I first started, and it was a lot of fun at first, like actually going to the stores and shop and pick every single thing out myself. But right before COVID, um, I just got really tired. I was in Phoenix alone. I didn't want an assistant because I just don't work well with someone like next to me as like you know when you go to the store and they're like do you need help and right. you're like no I'm good but then they insist and they're after you like I don't like that because I know what I need or what I want so everybody would say you need an assistant but I just felt you know like I wasn't gonna work well with an assistant so I was doing everything myself I was carrying all these bags and it got to a point where one day I was so tired at the mall and my back was hurting so bad. And I told my husband, like I called him and I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, I don't really need to be doing this. Yeah. Like it was home just for kids, fun. Um, so I just stopped personal, doing the personal shopping. Um, and now if someone asked, like the other day, someone asked me, can you go to the store with me? Can I hire you to go to the store and just help me pick out some stuff and do try-ons? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. So we did do that for an hour here in Tucson and and it was fine. Like I like that because I'm not carrying all this stuff. I'm just helping the person pick out the clothes and she tries them on for me and we just mix and match. So I think I'll do more of that now. That would be something that I would definitely be interested in doing yeah. with you. Plus right? it'll be fun. It'll be like yeah. a girl's. It'll just be like a shopping trip. Cause I'll buy you coffee. That sounds good because <laughs> sometimes I have no idea what what to wear even this morning like i knew ruby was coming and i'm like let me put on like my one oh my god shirt that i have <laughs> that's a little <laughs> yeah. bit fancier just because ruby's coming mm -hmm. um but yeah that would be good and i had a question if you had an advice for somebody new to social media and how to grow in a grant organic following i think um just be yourself and and the thing is, like, I'm not even, I don't think I'm that great with social media. I was telling this to someone the other day because I'll ghost my followers for, like, a week. Because <laughs> I, sometimes I'm just, like, I'm so busy. I don't have time to, like, record a video and explain, hey, guys, I'm going to be leaving. So I'll just ghost them. And then I'll come back randomly and, like, hey, guys, I'm back. So I was saying to, this to my friend. I'm, like, I don't know if I'm, like, a great 
influencer. But I was telling her that she needs to start sharing just whatever she loves because right now everything's about the aesthetic and oh, what looks pretty on your feed and oh, I'm not going to post that because it doesn't go with my feed. And I hate that. I just post whatever I like. I post bright pictures. I don't like adding like the the other filters, the filters. because I just, you know, I just think like whoever's going to like you is going to like you for who you are and what you're posting. And even if you want to post about your cat all day, <laughs> there's probably someone out there who loves cats as much as you. Right. And so I tell this to everyone, just be yourself, post what you like, stop thinking that you need to have these super cool videos or super cool clothes or whatever to be liked when you don't. I don't think it's about numbers anymore, like about followers, because I, love that. I always tell my followers, I think I have a little community where like if it's 50 of you guys that support me, I'm okay with that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. So with that being said, how do you find time to post stories as much as you do? Because when you post, like you'd go on full on detail on your day. And how do you do that when you have your kids or when you have all your jobs lined up? Do you post and then do it later? Or how do you set time for that? I actually never post like live. So when I was in Vegas, I never posted. People didn't even know I was in Vegas. My friends didn't even know I was in Vegas until I almost left. Like the last day, um, I told my friends, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm in Vegas. I can't make it to, you know, that dinner. But then I got home and then I put all my stories together and then I share them. Oh, okay. So sometimes it's it's during the nighttime, I'll put them together. And then the next day, I just add them to my story and tag the place. Oh. But I never really post live. So if I'm eating somewhere, I'll probably record the food real quick and then put my phone away. And then later throughout the day, I'll be like, oh, lunchtime. And people are like, oh, you're there. I'm like, no, this was. That's very genius. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is great advice. I feel like that is something I struggle with for sure. I like take a picture and I'm like. It's on my story, and then I forget about it, and it's gone. Or you overthink it. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'll forget it, and then I just won't post it at all. We overthought your entire Instagram. Oh, for your 100%. For your skincare business. Yes. She was like, should I do a whole separate business Instagram, or should I do a personal one? And I said to you, 100%, you need to do a full business Instagram account. Mm -hmm. So. And I listened. And you I, did, yeah. yeah. And, did. and it's good. <laughs> it's coming along. It is. Um, I like what you said about just like posting stuff without overthinking. And I feel like Nereida does that a lot. With without like, overthinking. Without it. overthinking. Yeah. You post everything, anytime. No, some honestly, no. You have no idea. Really? You don't overthink. Okay. Yeah, it like, looks like really flowy whenever you post. because I like that look of it as well, like not being too like perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I like that what you said, like just being whatever and posting your cat and just... Yes natural you know i really like that too i like that look of it i just think the world needs more of like people are so worried about likes and they won't post something because they think it's not gonna get a like and i i just feel it doesn't even matter anymore who how many likes or comments or whatever yeah. like like so that people go to your feed and they see you like so if your whole feed is about food and cats they're like oh you know this person Li loves these things and I'm going to follow her for this so it's just that's what I tell my friends like rep let your feed represent who you are like truly outside yeah. of social media you should be the same person 
that you portray to be in social media? Yeah, I like to do pictures like off guard or like when we're out, like just enjoying the moment. Yeah, and I think that's such a good look as well because it's like it's the moment you're capturing the moment. And that's that. It's not trying to be a perfect model picture for the aesthetic. You know, it's just natural. I love that. What are your thoughts, Ruby, on like the Gen Z fashion? Because I definitely put Nereida in that category. She's just like cool and, you know, just like different. I've, I've never seen anybody with style like Nereida. Really? Never. Mm. She sounds That's shocked cool. at this, but it's true. Like I need to pull up a picture to show Let you. Let me see. She, I need to see. You need to see it. This podcast is brought to you by Tucson College of Beauty. Locally owned and in business for 19 years, they offer programs for hair, skin, and nails. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Tucson College of Beauty. Let's talk about insurance, specifically your good neighbor from State Farm, Agent Stephanie Rodriguez. She's located on the southeast corner of Thornydale and Cortero, here to elevate your insurance experience by providing you an expert evaluation of your current coverages and providing you with a complimentary quote. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nereida just has this style like I've never seen before. And I don't know if it's like a Gen Z thing or if you're just like that cool or what, but I want Ruby's thoughts on this. Well, first of all, she has an amazing body. Yes, oh. this is true. And I, I do. And the it. way you do your makeup, that's so cool. Thank you. But what are it. your thoughts for being like the entire like Gen Z style? Because it is different. It's different from uh, from my generation anyway. I, I do love it. Um, if I had that body, I probably would wear stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but honestly, I, I've been, I'm so conservative. I can't even wear a two-piece bathing suit and I f I'll feel naked. Like I'm very conservative. So I would love to be able to wear stuff like this. It's It's really nice. It's beautiful. Thank you. But a lot of stuff, some stuff I'll wear. Like, you know how the checkers are in right now? Like the checkered clothes and the Tell flowers. Tell us what's in because I have no idea what's in. Like bright colors are in. Zebra print is back. Okay. <laughs> Selena, you're nodding. That. You know I'm about this. I'm loving this. You wore a checkered <laughs> hat the other day. It's not checkered. Oh, I'm it's sorry. Uh, what is it? Houndstooth? Houndstooth. Houndstooth. Yeah. Oh, I love houndstooth. Yeah, Every okay. color. Obsessed. Like green, pink, everything. Um, so I do love the the fashion because i love color okay i'll wear bright colors all the time and the only thing is that that i'm so conservative i i wish i could wear crop tops and feel good you did know did it change when you had kids no it's not that i've never it's just been, always been yeah I, actually i think it changed um after the cancer because because i don't know before i would probably show, show my breasts more and i don't know now i'm like not really showing anything. <laughs> Let's get into that because we have questions about how you navigated through being so young and having breast cancer. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, it's um, it's not. Well, obviously, it's not easy. And when I got the news that I had cancer, I was 27 years old and I found a lump in my breast and I had just had my daughter. So I thought it's from breastfeeding. It's like tissue. So I never got it checked. And then it just started hurting a lot and like a lot and burning and the lump started getting harder. So then I go to the doctor and I tell them, I, I think I need a breast reduction because I think my breast is 
like they're just growing too much. And she touched it and said, um, I don't know. I don't think this is tissue. I think you need to see another doctor. And then the other doctor immediately says, I think this could be something else. You need ASAP. You need a, um, a ultrasound, a mammogram, and a biopsy. So then I just had a feeling like something is not okay. And then, yeah, so then they told me, you have cancer. And it really broke me. And I thought I was going to die because I grew up thinking that when someone has cancer, they, you know, they die. And so I really didn't want to die. I was so scared. I, I was like, my daughter was just born. My son needs me. And at that moment, um, I went to a healing service. And after that healing service, I became a Christian. And I just chose to believe God. Like that day, I told him, I'm going to choose to believe this healing process, um, this healing over me. And no matter what happens, I just trust you. And actually, everything turned out for me. Um, turned around for me. So the lump was gone and in, in before the chemo was even done. I never lost my hair w during the chemo and just everything, everything changed. And and then now I don't get scared of anything. I don't get scared of hearing the word cancer. Um, and I now I know that cancer doesn't mean you're dying. There's so much help now, so much medicine. Every day there's new things that they're working on for cancer. But it was a wake-up call for me. And I honestly live life now so much better. I'm so grateful every day to wake up. And the first thing I do is I always say, thank you, God, for another day. Because before cancer, I I viewed life different, for sure. That makes me emotional just, like, hearing you talk about that. Yes, it's it, it was, it was the, actually one of the best things that happened to me. <clears throat> And I think, do you remember when you and I met, I was going through something like similar? Mm -hmm. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry I talking about it. Um, I found a lump too, and it was, um, luckily nothing as crazy as yours. It ended up being like something benign, but mm -hmm. I just get emotional like thinking about it. But it was scary, right? It was terrifying, like, yeah. Everything crosses to your mind, but that's the thing about God, like... You never have to be scared again. Like that's what that's what I I found out. Like I got so close to God. I've never had a relationship with God before cancer. I did. I knew like I knew about God. I knew who he was and I would pray in my own way. And it's always like as the moment you need God, you're like, God, please help me. You right. know? But it, it's not even like that. Once you really know him, you never have to be worried or scared about anything anymore. And now if I were to get another lump in my breast, my reaction would be totally different from the first time. Yeah. I would probably be like, okay, well, what do we, let's do it. What do we do? Sure. Like without feeling so scared. What do you mean your lump was gone? Can I ask, like, did you have a lumpectomy or does it, was it just like disappeared? No, it, yeah, the, the lump was seven centimeters big. So it was a really big lump. It was like a fourth of my breast okay. so they couldn't they said we can't remove this lump because it's going to deform your breast so you need chemo to shrink the tumor but like i said after that healing service god moved everything around for me i ended up going to mexico city for treatment with like the best doctor i i can ever recommend um 
and he offered me this this cap for my hair so he's like you don't have to lose your hair and that was the one thing i asked god it's i the said cold capping right? yeah okay and he was like and i told god i don't want to lose my hair and then out of nowhere this doctor is like oh here's this so you don't lose your hair and then we were doing i think we were on our fourth chemo and i had to do 12 when all of a sudden he's checking me and he's like wait a minute your tumor it's not there and it was really big and hard. And I was like, really? And he's like, have you checked? And I was like, no. So he keeps checking me and, and he gets an ultrasound and it's gone. And the doctor was very serious. He never laughed. And that day he looked at me and he like laughed and he hugged me. And he's like, it's gone. And then by the time I was done with chemo, they have to do a lumpectomy. The only thing they found was the clip that they put like the marker. The marker. And, um, <clears throat> and then pathology came back and... There was no evidence of cancer anymore. Wow. But like, that's incredible. What year was this? 2017. You and I met in 2018. That's right. So I was, I had just finished. You had just finished and I had just found this like scary lump in my breast. And I think, I don't know, maybe that's why you and I were meant to meet like that moment at that random brunch because you said to me like, it's going to be fine. Like it's no big deal is yes. what you said to me. And um, sure enough, like they biopsied and they, I don't think I've ever even told you guys the story. No. Um, they biopsied it and it was benign. So it was non-cancerous. So that was already a relief. Um, but when I went back to get it checked a few years later, because they do put a little marker on it, mm -hmm. it was growing. And my doctor was like, you know, I don't like this. Uh, it's growing. Let's just get it out before it turns into something. And so I went under and they... Um, performed a full lumpectomy and I the lump that they thought was a smaller size was the size of a golf ball oh my god and it was like hiding behind behind the tissue so it needed to come out and the surgeon that did it um she was incredible she made like a little crescent incision on like the side of my nipple so you can't even tell that anything happened um which is amazing but just going through that scare is insane like it makes me emotional and I'm not normally like a very emotional person. And it's the waiting part where when you get the biopsy, mm -hmm. it's the waiting and mm -hmm. waiting. And when I was waiting for the results, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was like my stomach was in knots. And then you get the call. Well, I got the call and mine was cancer. Oh, my God. So I can't even imagine what was, was going hard. through your mind. But we're here. But we're here and we came out of it. And full we, of life. We are full of life. And we met, I think, maybe a little bit for that reason. Maybe yes. like it was aligned for us. Um, talk to us about a little bit more about your faith because it sounds like it was something that got you through the whole thing. Yeah, my I think without faith, we really are nothing. And it's not easy having faith because so many people will say, I have faith, but it's not easy because we are humans and we're moved by what we see and what we hear. So a lot of people don't believe in miracles unless they actually see the miracle. Um, but when you move through faith, oh my God, like your life becomes so good. It, everything changes. And um, I have so many testimonies that I'm trying to put a book together because every day God shows me day by day like how he moves in my favor and in like the the smallest situations um I will just talk to God and then things turn around but when I was going through the cancer um I met a doctor because I needed reconstruction afterwards 
because the uh, radiation just messes up your breast after a while. And I didn't know this. So like three years later, I need a reconstruction and I'm seeing this doctor and he looks at me and he's like, well, your case is so complicated. I don't know how I'm going to help you. And I and for a moment, I want to cry because I'm like, what does this even mean complicated? And so he's like, but anyways, we have to remove most like all of your breasts and you're going to have like a fake breast now because it's just what we need to do. So so I, w I wanted to cry in that moment and, and I told him, well, I don't want to lose my breast. Is there anything else we can do? And he was like, nope, this is it for you. So then I go see another doctor and he's like, yeah, what he's telling you is true. That this is what you need to do. So then I go back to the same doctor and I tell him, well, what if we do something else? Like, what if we don't get rid of the whole thing? And he's like, well, it's not going to work. And I tell him, I know, but can we try? And he's like, but it's not going to work, Ruby. It's never worked. I've done this for years. And I'm telling you, this is what we need to do. And so in that moment, something just came to me and I said, well, what are the chances that it could work if we do it my way? And he said, 99% chance that it's not going to work. And I looked at him and I said, oh, my God, so there's a 1% <laughs> chance that it is going to work. And he just looked at me like confused. And I'm like, this is where God comes in. I was like, God is going to, God just needs that 1% chance. It's going to work. So I want to do it my way. And the doctor thought I was crazy. And we do the surgery. And then I come out and a couple of days after I see him and he's like, oh, my God, your breast lived because he kept saying my breast was going to die if we did the surgery. The tissue. Yeah. He's like, your breast is just going to get infected and it's not going to work. And then I remember I went back to see him and he looks at my breast and he just looks at it and he's like, oh, my God, it worked. Your breast lives. And I'm like, yeah, I knew it was going to work. And I tell everyone that story because. No matter what you're going through and what the doctor's telling you or at your job or anything, any situation, any storm in your life, always know but God. Like God doesn't need a lot. He just needs your faith. Like to, for you to trust him with your whole heart. You don't have to wait to see something to believe in it, you know. Like I always tell my friends, if you guys need help believing in God, just look at me because I am a walking testimony. And even when I go to my kid's barbershop, the barbershop's always asking me about God. And he's like, because he has a hard time believing in God. And so I have to sit there and talk to him about everything that God has done for me for him to believe. Even with my dog, the story with my dog, mm -hmm. Penny, like the tumor she had. And, and so then he's like, wow, like, okay, you're right. Because faith moves mountains. So... I can tell you this, honestly, if you have faith, you can get through anything. And it's all about just trusting God. And if the doctor says, well, you have this, you just rebuke it. You say, no, I don't. God paid the price and I'm healed and I don't have anything, you yeah. know, but it's hard because then That's you hard. feel pain, you feel sickness, you feel stress, anxiety, you're feeling these things. So it's hard for you to actually have faith when you're so broken, but it's like the key. Like, if you get that down, everything, you, you'll be able to get through anything. Can you identify with what she's saying, Selena? Like, a lot of it? Just well, faith got me in the spot. Um, yeah. Just, there's an inner knowing that everything's going to be okay. See, we're all crying now. <laughs> it's okay. And, um...
you know, that you just have to trust what is given to you and know that you will get through it because there's this purpose in what you have to go through. And it's almost like to help other people. Yes. And even like, I don't know if you thought of it this way, but because the doctor told you your 1% chance is all you have, mm -hmm. you now became that 1% chance for someone who says, I don't want that. Exactly. I want it this way. So now he has evidence and support and proof to back up someone else who is maybe in the same spot where I don't want to go the route that you're telling me medically is the only way to do it because that's the only way you've done it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. But yes, in regards to like this inner knowing that everything is possible and everything is working for you, even in the most ugliest situations and just going through fear, once you go through fear of death, I feel like you don't have that fear of death anymore. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's gone. It's yeah, true. It's, it's gone. You can go and jump off a cliff to dive and you know you're going to be okay. But once you get rid of that fear, your life is forever changed. You know this too, right, Aliana? Yeah. Just this is in a different way. In a different way yeah. because of your car accidents. Yeah. What are your thoughts about just like the faith and, and believing? I, I wish I was as faithful in those moments as these two very strong women are that are sitting in front of me. Um, I was at a really low point. Um, uh, I fought a lot of tr a trigger warning um, for people out there that I fought a lot of suicidal thoughts. I fought a lot of anxiety. I didn't have that faith in, in God um, in those moments, and I really wish that I did. Um, it, it took me a lot of going through so much after the car accidents and, you know, I, I lost faith in my body. I lost faith in my faith in my soul. Um, I didn't think that I had a, a purpose here. Um, so it took me a lot of growing through those tough times to be where I am today. And I'm so grateful that I'm, I do believe in God. And I believe in the universe, and I believe that things happen for a reason. And I, and I wouldn't be the person that I am today without not one, not two, but three car accidents. Um, it was like I, I don't know. I went through so much in those moments, back and forth. So, and did you find like some kind of faith at the end that brought you out of it too? Absolutely. It was. It was so hard. It was so hard. Um, but now I. I. I appreciate everything and everything that has happened. Like there's, I have been at my lowest. I have been so low <laughs> that um, that I can get through anything, you know, now. Yeah. Like everybody's like, you're so patient. And I, I am. I'm like, I <laughs> like with getting clients, I'm so patient with working two days a week because I know the universe is going to work in my favor and it's going to work out. Like things that I'm just so much more appreciative of things and um, aware of my surroundings and like and not only on the road, but, you know, <laughs> in life, like and who I surround myself with, because I lost a lot of people, too. when I went through all those things. Um, I went through a lot of things alone. So I figured out myself and I figured out what I I truly love and who I was. And I'm just so blessed to be where I am today, because like you guys said, like you go through those things and you wouldn't 
you know, be where you are today. You wouldn't be able to go through things as Mm -hmm. strong or as, you know, as such a strong mindset. Without faith. Absolutely. And the thing is, um, well, ever since I became Christian and I do read the Bible a lot and everything, um, uh, there's a lot of mental illness. This is like this whole new generation. And and so they even said that anxiety, stress, and um, depression are now considered diseases because they're killing people. And the thing is, when you're aware of, like you believe in God and you believe in Satan, you know there's demons that work so hard every day to get you to, you know, fall into a hole. And and that's the thing I, I pray so much about over people because Satan can touch you. It, it's in the Bible. God gives him the permission to touch you and he'll touch you with sickness and with thoughts. That's the only way he can touch you. He can't kill you. And even in the Bible, when God tells him, touch Job, you can touch him all you want, take everything from him, but you can't kill him. And he does. He touches, he kills, like he takes his family, his riches, everything, but he can't kill him. So a lot of people that get touched by these demons don't know how to get out. And that's what's so sad. They get anxiety, depression, and that leads to suicide. And they fall deeper. And it's yes, and they're thinking of all the ugly things like, why did this happen to me? Why did it's it's a dark place? But if you kind of like move through light and with love, I feel like love is so powerful. It is when you go through these ugly moments, really look around and look at all the support, love. Even if you have one person and that's yourself, with love, you can get through so much. Yes. And if you have more than one person, that's how much love is around you yeah. and is, like, moving you through those things. I think it yes. does come down to, like, mindset. And yeah. I like what you said, Ruby, about your gratitude practice, just, like, waking up and being grateful. And I feel like that's something I do, too, like, before bed. And I don't know if it's considered a prayer necessarily, but, like, before going to bed, I just, like, run through my head of all of the things that I'm grateful for. And... And I think social media is beautiful, but it's also so toxic. It has changed life. So I I just don't want my kids sometimes to grow up like with everything that's happening in social media because I, I talk to so many people and a lot of their depression comes from comparing themselves to these social media accounts. And like this mom was telling me, I hate my life. I'm always home. My whole life is just being a wife, a housewife. And, and the mom, and I don't do this, and then I see her, and she's traveling, and then I see her, and she has nannies, and this, and that. And, and it's all so toxic, because now we look at other people's account, and we're like, well, why isn't my life that great? Well, why don't I have a husband who does that for me? Well, why does she always dress so nice? And I, you know, you just compare yourself, mm-hmm. and honestly, a lot of it is not real. Like, like a lot of these people maybe could not even have a good marriage, but yet they portray it. Or a lot of people are in debt and they're portraying they're rich. Like you just really have to be smart, like so smart to see accounts and see social media and know that your life is good, that what you have, that's what I tell my friend Alex. Yeah. Cause she's gonna listen to this. I always tell her like, don't get so impressed by people like, if you meet someone and their account looks beautiful, but at, like ask them what they're doing in real life. Like, what does your life look like in real life? Do you have investments? Do you have this? 
because a lot of people are like social media rich, but outside of social media, they're not, you mm -hmm. know? So I don't know. I just think we need to be smart and kind. I'm a big believer in kindness, no matter how annoying or mean someone is to you. They could be fighting silent battles and they won't even tell you, but everyone fights a battle. Like I always tell people, be kind because maybe that person was crying last night. Maybe that person is losing, you know, this or that. And and sometimes like we weren't like even now that we were in Vegas, like I was at this restaurant and there was this Asian old Asian man and he was like cooking all on his own, like the fried rice. He was really putting work into it. And I was just staring at him and I just started praying for him because it's like bless him. I was like, bless this man who's working so hard just for us to eat, you know. So wherever I find myself, I see someone, sometimes I pray for them with them. With, without them even knowing because we all struggle like this this man is working because he needs the money you know so i don't know i just think kindness takes you a long way i like that that's good so i am interested in what do you do for wellness everyday wellness and i'm also curious on you said you went through chemo did that have an effect on your body on you know how you take care of it today um, or has that maybe changed or affected that in any way? Um, for wellness, I, let's see, I, li I love to have my coffee. Sometimes I go to like a nearby coffee shop and have my coffee alone. And to me, that's taking care of myself. Um, I like to make my, like as moms, we get so busy. I always wish I could like nap you know during the day I, I'm like sometimes I'm like can I just take a nap or can I just do something for myself and watch a tv show and I really don't get to do that sometimes I don't even sit down all day and I'll tell my mom mom can you believe I have not sat down once today I ate standing up while I was cooking but sometimes when I do get a chance I'll like take a bath at home and then I make myself I, um, every night I drink hot tea, so like I'll make my tea and just to enjoy it, listening to like um, a podcast or I listen a lot to a pastor that I really like. Like I love listening to him, so I'll put on his put it on the TV and that to me is taking care of myself. I drink um, a lot of water. I do my bed in the morning, like little things like that, like keep my house organized. It all makes me feel good and I happy. Understand. I understand Or that just checking sure. on my friends and family or having hour-long conversations with my mom on the phone. Like, those are things that keep me. And then you do you do a juice cleanse once in a while, too. I do. Tell us about that, because I've seen you posting all your beautiful juices, I actually, and it makes me want one. Um, I'm, I, I just did one before Vegas, but I do the nectar one, the three-day. I don't think I could do six days. I'll, I'll do um, cleanses, like where I'll eliminate sugar, red meat, pasta, bread for, like, 10 days I could do that but the juice where it's just juice I'll only do three days and it's really nice it you'll love it it'll flatten your stomach within days breakfast lunch and dinner juices they give you six juices a day oh wow! so you start with the celery one and then I think you have a greens and then you have a turmeric one so it's like it's six and then the sixth one is like this really good vanilla protein one Ooh. So are they all equally delicious? They or? are. Okay. Well, there's one that's like the purple lemonade one and it's kind of sour. Okay. But they're so good. Like it's so good for you because you do it for three days, no food. 
And then when you're done with it, you, you don't even want to eat, like, because you look so good that you kind of don't want to ruin it. <laughs> but, yeah, I do that once a month. And it's okay. all fruit and vegetables mm -hmm. for the most part? Yeah. I mean, if you can try one day if you want. They'll sell you the one day just so you can see if you could do it. But I always tell people who are like, I want to try it. What do you recommend? Like, if you are a big foodie and you've never done a cleanse and then you go into it, you're probably not going to do good. So start preparing yourself first by eliminating certain things before you start the cleanse. That's a good idea. Do your kids drink the juices? They love smoothies. They not do smoothies, juices. right? Yeah, yeah, not juices as much, but they love smoothies. So speaking about your kids, they're naturally stylish or do you style them? Um, well, I like they'll go shopping with me and they'll if there's like three of the same, sh like the same shirt in three colors, my son will pick the green one because he likes green or he'll tell me what shoes he doesn't like. And then Emmy, my daughter, she's a lot into fa fashion. She's so a fashionista. She actually picks all her clothes. And I'll lay out outfits for her and she'll and I'll be like, which outfit? And she'll be like, um, these pants with this shirt and then my green boots and my green bow. And then I'll be like, oh, OK. And she has like a very Paris like style. She is very Parisian. <laughs> yes. Now that I think about she it. She loves Paris. <laughs> she thought we were in Paris at the Vegas Eiffel Tower. She thought it was actually the oh, Eiffel Tower. Amazing. And I told her, no, I mean, this is not the real one. She's like, it is. So we told her we'd take her one day. But no, she she loves uh, fashion and it's kind of it's good, but then it's like expensive, you know, because mm -hmm. we go to the store and she wants everything and she always wears her pearls no matter what <laughs> she yes. puts on these pearls. She's fancy. So is she like a mini you? Yeah, yeah. she's I like think a mini. So. How do you not spoil the kids, though? Or do you spoil the kids? No, actually, um, Luis is my husband's yeah. the one that spoils them. And, and I'm very I'm the strict one. Really? I'm the firm That's one, surprising. Yeah, yeah like. I don't want them to grow my like my kids don't know about brands like we'll go into a store but they have no idea like what an expensive brand is and I don't want to teach them about brands even if I buy them like a designer shoe um, they have no idea what it is and I don't show them stuff on TV or anything so to them it's just clothes and I don't want them to grow up thinking like they're better than anyone else or take things um, for granted because in my family I've seen that sure. where they won't value the little things so my kids are I try to make it more about experiences for them and then we do help out a lot so when I do help the people in Mexico I always take them with me and I explain to them we're doing this because these kids don't have homes or these kids don't you know don't have a Christmas and when we clean out their playroom, um, I'll tell Emmy, like, you need to get rid of toys for kids that don't have any toys. So I try to teach them about staying humble. Yeah, that's good. Um, back to style, Ruby. Do you have maybe like three wardrobe stable pieces that you can recommend for us? Like I think, three things that we should have in our closet? I think blazers. Okay. Um, I think if you have a black blazer, and a nude like a nude color blazer or even like a, a, a color like a spring color blazer but blazers are my favorite because if it's winter and like you're running to an appointment and you just you want to look presentable you just throw on some jeans a white tee and a blazer messy bun big shades a cute like even cute sneakers or um 
or booties, like, and the blazer already elevated your whole look, sure. even though you're wearing like jeans and a tee. And then if it's spring or fall, whatever it is, a blazer just makes you look like more presentable than what you feel. Sure. I feel like it's tricky. A blazer's tricky. I, I think know. you have to find the right blazer for you. I need you, your though. help with that. I'm like a lot of oversized blazers don't go with all body types. Like people can get away with oversized blazers. Some people can't. There's people that look better with the sleeve mm -hmm. rolled up. So it just depends. Mm -hmm. But blazers do look good. Um, you should always have a white button-up shirt. I think because, like, again, you can throw it on with any color of jeans or pants. Do you prefer a thinner or a thicker? Because I know the button-ups, sometimes they're real sheer. Or do you think, like, a... I, I always wear the thin ones. The thin ones? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, and a good white tee and a good pair of jeans will take you everywhere, too. Because then if you have a white tee and the jeans, then you just throw on a cardigan or a sweater, like, open sweater, whatever, and you're good to go. And then for me, it's white pumps, like white and nude pumps. Um, I know a lot of people. <laughs> Tucson. I don't know. I just. <laughs> but I've no. I realized that having white like heels or uh -huh. uh, just pumps, um, it's so nice. Like, they go with everything, That's and so. True. But I, I don't wear them high, just like a lower heel. Okay. Um, but again, it makes your outfit look more i don't know more classier and it and, pops in yeah. certain aspects and it goes with every color i want to ask nerela the same question what is like three wardrobe items that you think everybody should have in their closet because mm. you have great style too i agree with the blazer i do i think a blazer can go with like they can just tie up an outfit you know what i mean or coats i love coats but i mean that's more for the winter and we live in tucson um black boots i love black boots like whether they're like pointy or they have a platform or something they could really like they're just so important to me shoes um let's see the third thing i would say it's hard because I like to just, I like to step out of the box. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you I, do. Your style's different. If I want to try a different color or just like make a different kind of shape on my body, like I'll just do it. And know? then you make your own clothes too. Yeah, she, I'll alter She makes it a her lot. own clothes. She you alters. Make your own clothes? Yeah, I'll I alter need to. things. I need to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So give us, Ruby, three Tucson places that you love. This one's hard because I don't get out of the same like square in Tucson yeah <laughs> before I, I used to but now I stay in the same area um I like going to Luna Pizza with my kids to have pizza on Wilmot I think it's Wilmot Speedway I was gonna say I'm not even sure where that is it's Do you this cute little place I think it's called Pizza Luna or Luna Pizza it's one of those but I just we love their pizza and it's really small and cute and we just like going there um sometimes once a week um i like what else i mean what nectar is up there for well, you yeah, yeah nectar is mean, up there but i'll go to nectar anywhere even okay. in phoenix oh like, that's it's a so chain. nice because okay. they're they're everywhere yeah um i like going to uh, mercado san agustin mm -hmm. it's so cool yes. because you get pan dulce and coffee mm. and it's so chill it is and you it's a just, vibe in there it yeah. is it's like you're not even in no. Tucson. No, because it almost feels like spring weather most of the time. Yes. Just that little spot. Super so there's a cute. breeze. And then downtown, like just walking downtown, or we go a lot to Time Market. 
Um, it's so cute. I love it. Like the kids, I'll let the kids do like produce shopping because mm -hmm. it's like so little and open and they'll just grab a couple of things. I'll grab like stuff for cheese board, pizza too. Um, we do walk um, around the universe, around University Boulevard and we get macarons at um, Whoops. Whoops. Mm -hmm. So those little, I think those little places. And then um, there's a place called is it the Monica? Yeah, that just opened downtown, and I've been there three times now. What? It's so cute. It's wow. by uh, the Charro Company. So they, it's like very New York. Yeah. Have you been there? No, I've seen it, and it's with uh, Barrio Bread. Yes, it's him, them another... and Charro, and then and then they have um, like it's like kind of like a cafeteria style. So they have the food out there, and you just tell them what you want. But just to have coffee and dessert there is really nice. We and met that's the Monica. Mm -hmm. oh, the Monica. It's really pretty. I think it's wow. only been. Like, they just two opened. Weeks? I think yeah. a, a month ago. It's yeah. been a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what are you reading right now? Actually, I'm not reading anything. You said the Bible. Well, yeah, the Bible. You read that. I every read day. the Bible every okay. day. Yeah, but um, I used to read more books, but right now I haven't had time. No time. I read my kids' books. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Um, what about your morning routine? What does that look like? Uh, wake up wash up or shower um get the kids ready for school make coffee do my bed i have to do my bed every morning because if i don't i just feel like not happy i guess like i just feel more organized um and then immediately check emails make phone calls sometimes we have breakfast sometimes um i mean we go out and eat breakfast or sometimes i cook breakfast um but i do my morning skincare Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about skincare. What is your <laughs> yeah. morning skincare? Um, well, I use SkinCeuticals. Okay. The, the, it's really changed my skin. I think I've, I've been on them for two years now. And then recently, um, they sent me two months ago a PR package from La Roche Posay. And I love, love that brand now. Um, I, at first, I was just trying it out, but now it's so nice. Like, it, I think I'm going to keep buying. So I use SkinCeuticals and then that one, La Roche-Posay. And then you have a med spa you go to, too, a right? CL, yeah. And I get um, facials. Okay. I haven't gone in like three months, but. Okay, yeah, you do. Um, what do you see for the future for 2022? Like for me? In general, yeah, for you, for your family, for your business. I just, right now we're um, investing a lot in cattle and and we want to have a, what do you call it, a pumpkin patch at wow. our farm in Mexico because it's never been done over there. So we're working really hard on getting everything ready for fall. And I just, like, I'm really working towards becoming a cattle woman. Okay. So I have my own cattle already, and I'm just really focused on growing it. So, like, right now my husband is in Mexico, and he's selling some of my cattle and and i'm like immediately well i told him immediately use that money to invest in more. more like let's buy more so in my future i just really well not my future but 2022 i hope um we accomplish that you know i accomplished the whole cattle goal and then the pumpkin patch that's amazing that was not what i was expecting ruby to say <laughs> well amazing. we have a farm well yeah, I we love have that. Uh, a ranch. I love it. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm obsessed with cows. 
I love So cows. every time you post your cows, they just make me so happy. It's like my spirit animal. And I named them too. Thank Everybody you. thinks it's funny because I named my cows. And they're like, you know, we're selling them, right? And then I just choose which ones not to sell. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I have a question for our listeners. Where can they find you on social media? It's Lattes and Styles. Okay. On Instagram? Yes. Sorry. Facebook, I don't really use my Facebook. It's just there for business, okay. but I'm not active at all. And then I don't have a TikTok. So I guess just social media. I mean, just Instagram. Just Instagram. Is that something you'll do eventually? TikTok? Probably not. No. That's just... the hot thing though, right, Nadira? The TikTok? Yeah. 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 I mean, they're they're good for like showing what you do, craft kind of things. But it's like one more thing. But if yeah. if it's for people that need like for a business that like you need it for a business, then yeah. But I know I I don't. Yeah. For, especially for what I'm doing. Can we just do like a cow TikTok? Because I would <laughs> oh, love yeah. that so oh much. Yeah. I would love it. TikToks about your farm. Yeah. Yes. I would totally yes. follow that. Absolutely. I just don't know how. I don't even. I struggle with reels. I can't imagine with TikTok. Yeah. That would be a whole other thing. Um, one more question too. What does your closet look like? Oh my gosh. I don't even want Is it like a room? What yeah. is It's a whole room. Yeah. Do you have racks? I do. And I even had to put racks outside because. It's just too much, but I am getting better at not buying clothes. Okay. <laughs> and the problem is shoes. Like, oh. It's too many shoes. And yeah, shoes are everything. I found shoes that I have, they're new. They were sitting back there, and, and I thought, this is so wrong. I even felt, like, ashamed because I was like, I can't be, like, you. I have shoes I've never even worn, and I didn't even know I had. Yeah, you shouldn't be buying. That makes sense. So I have a quick question that I just thought of. With all your pieces, are there certain vintage pieces that you're going to keep for your daughter that yes. you have put away? Mm-hmm. A lot of, um, I use, I don't buy designer clothes anymore, but at the beginning I was buying a lot of designer clothes and I've kept them. I was going to sell them, but then I ta- I just told my husband, like, I think one day Emmy's going to appreciate this. And then my handbags too, like these very old designer handbags. I also was going to get rid of them, and then I was like, no, I think it'll be cool for, you know, to pass them down to her one day. I think the first time I met you, you had that fabulous bag that I took a picture with. What was it, a Balenciaga or something? No, the Celine. It was a Celine bag. The big, heavy one. It was a big, heavy, black, beautiful bag. And I'm like, I would never buy this, but I need to take a picture of it. (laughs) So I just, like, put it in my outfit. You still have it? Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um... So I think we're going to end with a few positive affirmations. That's usually what we do. Um, Mine is, I will be present in every moment. After our conversation today, I wrote down two. I'm going to write down, or I'm going to say this one for you guys. I am in control of my thoughts, feelings, and choices. And mine is, I am an unstoppable force. And I think everyone really is if you set that in your mind. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Ruby. No, this thank was you fun. for having me. Yes, thank you, Ruby. I loved meeting you guys and being here. Can we um, post a picture of your closet on our website? Of my closet? Yeah, a sneak peek. <laughs> oh, my God, maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. If anybody is interested in ad space in the Skinology Sessions podcast, please let us know. 
We have a great intro price right now. And this is the first podcast of its kind. It's all female dominated, produced with four rotating hosts. So let us know. Thank you.